0: Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my wonderful friend and co-host Ananga Sevier. We come together weekly from Kent and Lelandaw to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together, we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. And This week, we're talking about how Ayurvedic lifestyle support can help us when we're living with emotional pain and uncertainty. Hello, Ananga. Hey, Shen. I just want to start by thanking you for sharing time with me before our podcast today to uh, talk about some of what's going on in the world and to kind of find a place of comfort and balance. You are always so helpful in that way, and I, I appreciate you listening and and for our listeners, this is off topic, but I invite you to reach out to a trusted friend and, and have the tough conversations in a safe space if you can. I know it's helped me out a great deal. So thank you, Anand.
1: Thank you. I feel much the same. It's very much a a two-way experience and, yeah, particularly important at this time for us to be able to connect with people we love and trust. And, you know, many of us are still isolating and not having the opportunity to visit loved ones and hug and laugh and talk and cry together whatever we need to do right now so i think these conversations are really essential and i certainly treasure them
0: yeah i do too and today i'm glad that we're talking about ayurveda and self-care and self-understanding and all of the things right now that i think our listeners are going to benefit from more than anything else because we are all in such uncertain times, there's just, boy, just when you think that you might have a handle on, on things, something else happens. And with, uh, with all that's going on right now in the United States and across the world and protests and COVID-19 and just the politics and so on and so forth, it can, it can be a bit much. And it's summer in the Northern Hemisphere. And so in some places, it's incredibly warm almost oppressively so. In others, it's cooler than normal. But there's a lot that comes along with the seasons and our doshas and Ayurveda and how we can better support ourselves. So we'll be talking about all of that today and how we can just do our very best to support ourselves if we're feeling all the feels.
1: Yeah, and we should be feeling them. I think that's the first teaching is that our feelings are messengers, they're natural, they're valid, and though we may be uncomfortable with them to feel them, to hear them and to respond to them rather than trying to stuff them down or turn away from them or you know drown them. <laughs> all, the, mm-hmm. all the things we might drastically resort to when when we're not comfortable. Ayurveda teaches that everyone is individual, there are no one fit solutions in Ayurveda, not one thing that suits everyone, because we're all made up differently and we all respond differently. Ayurveda really celebrates difference, different temperaments, different body types and different mind types. And that was something that really appealed to me and still does, of course. When I first started studying Ayurveda, this honoring of individuality and, and difference So we begin by listening, listening to the dialogue in our mind, listen to what we're saying, what we're thinking, these conversational thoughts that we have, these narratives that we have in response to what we see on the news, uh, in response to things going on in our own life, watching how our body is responding. These are all clues and messages in both our minds and body that we can take note of and, and respond to rather than hiding
0: from. And right now, most of us are all over the place. And it's okay. This is where we start with self acceptance and then move into self care and leave space for others and what they're going through as well. Because we're all handling it in a different way, handling our lives in a different way. Two days ago, I was feeling like, wow, you know, things are going pretty well. And then yesterday, very low. And today, Needed to talk to my good friend before recording this podcast just to kind of continue to find the the balance and, and what to do. Let's talk about what, what our listeners can do, what we can all do.
1: I think with Ayurveda, supportive routine and self-care are our first duty to ourselves, our first priority. And I know routine doesn't sound like a very enticing word, but it's everything for mental well-being. I wrote uh, an article a few years ago called Beautiful Routine (laughs) because Mm. what it brings to us is beautiful. It brings us groundedness and resilience. It brings us a buffer between what happens to us and how how we react. Um, It brings us better health, better digestion, better sleep. Everything in Ayurveda is in this daily routine. It's called Dinacharya, daily lifestyle practices that we can weave into our mornings and our evenings in particular, but also throughout the day to hold us steady and, you know, keep us digesting well, resting well and emotionally stable and nourished and responsive. So that's where it all begins. We can't function well or be supportive to others if we aren't taking care of ourselves. And this, I think at the moment, is a really important discussion to have because This isn't selfish. It's a necessity. We burn out quickly when we neglect our personal care.
0: We do. And with all that's going on right now and the way that we're showing up to the best of our ability, whether we're working or not working, whether we're protesting or not protesting, how we're, the the dialogues that we're having about very real, very heavy uh, things that are, right before our faces that we just can no longer look away from. If we're not doing what we need to do for ourselves, we can get burned out really, really fast. And then we can't show up in the way that we want to for others.
1: Yeah. Many who suffer from anxiety are highly sensitive, very empathetic people, very attuned to the news and the suffering of others. So by nature we can struggle with feeling guilty or conflicted about us being able to eat well and sleep well when others are suffering at the beginning of lockdown i was really feeling concerned for other women in abusive marriages abusive situations and how you know for some lockdown with your young children might be a really nice time where you can do sweet stuff together and be creative and loved up but for others, it can be a living nightmare. And I remember that was really uh, playing on my mind and on my heart. So, you know, we tend to send our hearts out to others, but to do it at the detriment of our own self-care, it's, it's not helpful. Something that I've learned that really helps with this is finding meaning in our self-care. When we see our self-care as benefiting us and others or benefiting ourselves, to benefit others. We keep a greater sense of purpose in mind and then we can think, well, you know, if I'm taking care of myself, I can look after my children better. Our our self-care goes way beyond us. In our family, we're more able to be calm and present if we're rested and nourished. And during unsettled times, we can help and support others more when we're taking care of ourselves.
0: It also gives us the resilience and, and room to consider how we can respond and how we can help during difficult times. If, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're going to get easily overwhelmed. And that can lead to feelings of helplessness and just wanting to, you know, curl up in a cocoon and, and that's it. So we start with self-care so that we're in good shape to cope well and to help where we can. Whatever that may look like, because there are so many ways that we can show up. It's not one size fits all, just like Ayurveda. It's honoring what what you can do.
1: Certainly, yeah. And I was listening to somebody that I greatly admire at the weekend who does a lot of work in chaplaincy. And she shared that she regards her own routine and self-care. She uses two words, she said, which are for her so powerful, so that I take care of my personal hygiene, so that I'm ready to do this. I take care of my nutrition so that Mm. my body's strong and healthy to help others. So it it gave like this sense of purpose and meaning, which is really important for mental well-being. So I think it's helpful if we can just note down, you know, okay, I'm going to get a good night's sleep, so that not that we feel that we're going to bed and we're ungrateful or entitled that we're resting, so that what are we going to do tomorrow with that rest? Mm -hmm. Who are we going to serve and help with that rest? Right, And sometimes our capacity is very reduced and that's also okay. We can't always do big mountain moving things. And that was a point that she also shared. Helping one person isn't nothing, it's something. If we're suffering with anxiety and our nervous system's overwhelmed, to just look at tiny beginning steps that we can make that help us take better care of ourselves and find some purpose, deeper purpose and meaning in our life, and help others. And it could be the simplest thing, but just something really simple where we take rest at the end of that day feeling like, okay, today I did this little thing mm-hmm. and I'm grateful for it. And um, what might I do tomorrow? And sometimes it really is just hearing someone you love and you care about. And that's valid too.
0: Yeah, it is. There's many, many simple self-care practices that we can all take advantage of and, and weave into our day. And as simple as early morning walks. they don't have to be long walks. They don't have to be, you know, I registered my 5,000 steps today, (laughs) but (laughs) early morning walks where you can let the mind register daylight and the transition from night to day, move your body, awaken and clear your mind, listen to the birds, Uh, just be in that stillness. Evening walks are certainly helpful in in warmer months, or bike rides, or whatever it is that, again, that can just help you, uh, well, cool down if you have a fiery constitution. You know, that would be me, I'm raising my hand. Uh, I don't do a whole lot of activity in the warmest parts of of the day during the summer, but it's such a relief to get to the evening, or the morning, or to get to the lake and, and go for a swim. I know Ananga, you love to to swim as well. This is a good time to leave the screens aside, leave your phone aside. Uh, I had a nice time. Uh, the full moon was just so many days ago, not very long ago, and just going outside and looking up under the moonlight. It was so bright that that the picture that I took almost looked like the sun, and it was just really wild. Being in the garden, uh, even if you don't have a a land, you know, even if you, if you have a a setup like you do, Ananga, with your Mm -hmm. balcony and all your little plants that you can care for and love up. Anyway, um, these are things that we can do. and, And walking around and taking a walk the same time each day, just I didn't bring this up earlier, is that routine helps you stay grounded. And it helps you release stress and anxiety. You know that this is one of the ways that you're going to start your day. Just like I start almost every single day, I have celery juice because my body needs it and is so thankful for it. And it's become a routine. Same thing with getting out for a short walk, getting out and moving your body. Getting up and going to bed actually around the same time is also helpful, a helpful routine that can help hold us steady during uncertain times,
1: and this is where Ayurveda brings in this this daily routine where we rise. Ideally, we rise before sunrise, um, but you can adjust according to you know how things work with your lifestyle and with your commitments. Rather than just you know, sometimes we might hear these things and think, oh, "I can't do that. This isn't going to work for me."
0: Yeah, right. Like right, Ananga, I'm going to get up before the sun rises,
1: <laughs> but. Uh, For me, that's heaven. That's what you do. Yeah. For me, getting up early, having those few hours of peace ahead of the day, that really gets me grounded, calm, and I feel I can face whatever comes. And if I don't, I miss it. I know it. Yeah. You know, we take what works for us according to our lifestyle and and our nature, and uh, we can add to it down the line as and when we feel we need to. But routine is really important because it brings a sense of stability, stability. And really important in the morning to see the light. That helps your sleep in the coming evening. It's very important for the mind to note the difference between light and dark. So to put your head outside, even if you just open the window, put your head outside, breathe in a few breaths. As you said, Shan, listen to the birds, look at the light. If you can get opposite a sunrise, wonderful thing to do. If you can fit in a few minutes walk, even just five minutes, ten minutes, it's a really important thing to do. Since my daughter and I moved, we walk every evening. It really helps. It's nice walking under the stars and the moonlight. You hear different birds. You see different colors. You notice different things. Sometimes we just walk for 10 minutes. But that evening walk for us, whilst going through some real turbulence and uh, a very unsettling time, and I would call it a post-traumatic time, if I'm honest. Sure, of course. That evening walk has been such a blessing us and has really helped us put down roots in a new area and heal and lay the foundations for moving forward. Such a simple thing, but really important.
0: It is important because when everything fills up in the air, we we often suffer with a sense of groundlessness. And one way to work with that is to accept it, that we are living with constant change. And working on acceptance helps us flex in the face of change and adversity. We talked about going where there's certainty, Mm. remembering that resistance and resentment make us brittle and cause us to, to suffer even more. So go with the flow the best you can, care for yourself the best you can, one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time.
1: Yeah, one hour at a time is really good. Sometimes it's a minute. Uh You know, when we're suffering with high anxieties, like how can I get through this minute, this next minute, when we feel like the mind is just going to go, and it is breathe out, take a long breath out, use the calm point, do some tapping, use the sensory grounding practice, all of these resources you can find on our website and on our Patreon page. It's just what can help me get through this next minute. And it's okay, we all feel like that. Sometimes it doesn't mean you're broken, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just means we need to bring up the self-care and work on coming back into balance. Ayurveda never sees anyone as broken. And it never sees anyone as disordered, actually. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It sees imbalance and it sees a call to move back to balance. Any symptoms we experience in our body and our mind are all Information, all information that can be supported and responded to to help us come back into a more peaceful place and a more comfortable place.
0: As we were talking about a little bit about building that sense of certainty, spending quiet time with the the things that you know are the same is incredibly important. And what I mean by that is it's dependable. For instance, the sun rises every day, every morning, right? And while we might not always have the opportunity to sit and watch it rise, uh, we know that the sun is rising, so we can visualize that it is, or we can at least see the light as we were talking about earlier. But sometimes the example of the sunrise is exactly what's used to help rebuild that sense of trust. When everything feels shaken up, we can benefit from remembering that the sun rises every day and never changes. Every morning that sun rises, and if we get in step with that and actively watch the sun and the morning light, we feel more peace and can be more grounded. And I also find that peace and grounding in the sunset. I'm more of a sunset person, and um, have found benefit of both sunrise and sunset at, at the end of a yeah. tough day. Watching the sunset, knowing ah this this too shall pass, and the sun will rise again in the morning.
1: Definitely. And I think both are equally important. They're like our bookends for the day, you know, beginning and end of the day. Mm -hmm. In Ayurveda and the the Vedic wisdom tradition, these are called sundias. The sunrise, the sunset and noon, they're called sandhyas. There are transitional times during the day, like these little pivotal moments.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In the Vedic tradition, prayers are recited at those times um, because they're, they're special times to note and to be in step with. And that's something we can all do if there's a particular prayer or verse or meditation that you're drawn to to bring that to your sunrise and your sunset. It's it's about finding a sense of deeper rootedness and, and permanence and connection when everything else might feel like it's going nuts. And it's so sad and, and so much going on. Just those pockets of what doesn't change, what we know to always be true, those things really help us remain Anchored, and even after trauma, sometimes in in therapy, somebody might be asked, you know, what do you know to be certain? What do you trust? And often we feel, I don't know anymore. Yeah, right. We we can feel that shaken. So then you just go to the that simple, basic yet incredible, beautiful truth of the sunrise. Yes, it is, and that you know that that's going to happen every morning, come what may. That's going to happen. So you go there and you rebuild from there.
0: Yeah, and of course. We have to talk about sleep and the importance of of getting rest and taking care of yourself and setting up a routine because sleep is so important for our mental and physical health. I didn't sleep very well last night. We had winds that were so high that, um, well, anyway, there's a lot of debris in the yard today and I was saving plants and ferns and things at four in the morning it was just really a, a wild ride and I know you, can, you might even hear it in my voice I know that uh, that I'm already feeling a little bit worn down and and will need to rest today so that I do get a good good night's sleep tonight and so that I can be available for my family later on instead of just completely wrung out so mm-hmm. this is uh sleeping take time to wind down at night please allow yourself time cut off time from screens and and incoming data and information, especially now, the, uh, the screens mess with our melatonin and make it harder for us to sleep. Uh, that is for that fact alone, but also to just give yourself a break, like, okay, the doors are closed. I'm not allowing you know, no more entry. This is a time to really love yourself up, whether you're Uh, doing some gentle yoga postures, breathing exercises, oiling up, taking a bath, uh, whatever it is that you can do to unwind and make it, again, a routine. You'll want to do that. And also, please remember that we have all kinds of guided relaxations and tapping sessions and resources and mini courses at our Patreon. We don't talk about Patreon a lot, but, but we're there. And we've created an abundant basket full of goodness for you that would be helpful if you're needing some support with sleep and and really unwinding before you call it a night and and rest. If this is something you're interested in exploring, you can visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash anxiety slayer. And you can get started for as little as $5 a month. Thanks so much for listening in this week. We're glad that you could join us. We hope that you take extra sweet care of yourself and we will be back again next week.